0: Good morning all and welcome to the latest edition of the Goodison Blues of Borland Podcast and this is time that we look back at the draw at Goodison on Monday night against Spurs. Plus we look to this weekend's game at Old Trafford as Everton take on and inform Man United. So sit back, grab a coffee, enjoy the commute and let's get right into this. Stay tuned. So once again welcome back to the podcast and Everton had a massive game on Monday just gone. And I was unable to meet the rest of the guys due to my my blasted knee started acting up. So I decided not to go in. I just watched it in one of my locals instead. And I have to say, after a very shaky start, we did come into the game. And in fact, it looked like things might go completely our way when Damari Gregg called an effort just over the bar early on in the game. Spurs throughout the game, offered nothing except a few bad fouls, very temperamental fouls, which we'll get into in a bit, and of course, which the referee let them away with on a number of occasions. The only effort I can actually remember was a cross coming in on the right-hand side, or a cross coming shot, which was kicked away from Jordan Pickford in the first half. And that's it from Spurs, as far as I can remember, in the whole 96 minutes. In fact, I was kind of hoping... Everton would shift the gear and maybe take the Spurs because of the way they were playing. And I have a lot of time for Hugh son. I think he's a world world quality player, with the exception of what he'd done to Andre Gomez uh, a couple of seasons ago. But to keep him completely quiet the whole game just goes to show how poor Spurs were on the night. But as the game went on... We definitely show more spirit and definitely the better team throughout. And there was a couple of poor shots, it had to be said, by Onana, which were more like back passes to the keeper, but sandwiched in between them. And it wasn't that long after the restart, a big, big chance for Everton when Onana stole the ball off former Blue Eric Dyer. And there was a huge gap opening up and Ghana had the ball, ran towards goal. And I don't know why, but he had options either side. But he decided to shoot just outside the penalty box. And it whizzed over the crossbar. I thought at the time there was definitely better options. And especially to his left hand side. Um, there was also a chance for DeCorey. He had an had unchallenged header. But blazed it over. So definitely the chances were all falling to the home side. Then came the part that pissed me off so much. And has gotten a mixed view from various fans. Um, just before the hour mark. Keane. Oh, sorry. Kane had a, a foul on Gray. Referee rightfully blew the whistle. Then runs on towards the There's a little bit of a, a come and go. The little shit then is grabbing the shirt. short, and straight away he's pretty much telling that asshole Kane to let him go. And this is where the fans are having mixed feelings. Yes, the does the wrong thing, put his hands into his face. But the way Kane goes down, clutching his face. Buried into the ground. By the way, you can guarantee he was laughing his head off under those hands. This ensures that the referee, his referee's job was made very, very easy. And he ensured that he got the man sent off. Kane was an absolute slimeball last season. Scamming a penalty against Everton. And now he has done it again. His actions were definitely to make sure that the Corey gets sent off. Now, rightly so. Sean Dyche roared at Kane to get up. Or Kane should I say. To get up. And Seamus Coleman was actually on his knees almost. Letting him know how he felt. And over the years I've had very little respect for Harry Kane. As he has just scammed a number of clubs over the years with his antics. But Monday night for me was the end. And I've just lost all respect for the guy. I watched it time and time and time again. And the way he went down was embarrassing. And what a way to embarrass your club and your country. Especially being Captain Kane. You are an absolute disgrace. A few minutes later, Spurs were awarded a penalty after a poor challenge by Michael Keane. And who would you know would step up and take it. And when he buried it, it just made the whole thing feel so much worse to see him running away after scoring the goal. The amazing thing about this was, as soon as we went down to 10 men, we were incensed. We were just, you know, we wanted to get going. We were just brilliant, Spurs couldn't cope, they couldn't handle the Blues, and we went on the rampage, looking for an equaliser, Mora came on for Spurs, and he didn't last long, as he had a horror tackle, on Michael Keane, who just got up after it, it could have been an ankle breaker, he didn't go down, clutching his face, like a spoiled child, like uh, Harry Kane, he just got on with it, Garner, Also made an appearance. Great to see him back. And I imagine his baptism of fire could be a start against fellow club Manchester United on Saturday. So with two minutes left it was 10v10. With Everton by far the better side throughout. And then the moment I would have ran all the way to Harry Kane and said here is something for you to cry about. Kane receives the ball. Into the centre of the park just after the halfway line, takes a few touches forward and lets one fly from distance into the back of the net. And Goodison was rocking. And if I was every player, I would have made it my business and celebrated around Harry, Harry Kane. F you, F you, Kane. I was screaming at the, the TV in the bar. And the barman comes up to me and jokes, You know, you don't like Harry Kane now, do you? And I said, No, not that cheat shit. And the clock was down. We tried to get a winner within the six minutes of added time, but it didn't happen. But a point which I think most would say they would have taken from the start. I just felt if we if we just kicked on that little bit more in the game, I think we could have gotten maximum points, but a great way to end Monday night. It was almost ruined by Kane's antics. Yes, I know the Courtney probably would have got the card anyway. Um I still don't know if it went to VAR. To check or was it just a straight red given by the referee but we all know you can't put your hands in the face of players it's just if there was any shadowing doubt of what the referee was going to do it just made the Harry Kane made sure that um, he already made the ref's mind up for him I would love to know though what Seamus Coleman was shouting in his ear I really love to know a lovely goal for Collie one of our members to enjoy his birthday as well so lots of Rockshore was drank on Monday night, I'd say, after that. So it finished 1-1. It should have been more, I really think. But next up, we turn our attention to Saturday lunchtime and Old Trafford. Stay tuned. That will come up next. And while I'm, while I'm talking about birthdays, happy birthday to Grozy, one of our members, and also a big part of the committee of the Goodison Blue Supporters Club, Ireland. So sit back. Take a bit of a breather and I'll be back with just a quick brief to the game on Saturday. So welcome back to the second part of the podcast. And now we turn our attentions to Old Trafford and our trip to the Theatre of Dreams on Saturday lunchtime. This one, I will be straight off enough honest to say that I don't think we're going to get anything from this game. United have just hit that level that we have used to seeing during the pre, before the Davy Moyes era when Alex Ferguson was still in charge. So hopefully... The, the team doesn't give up and give and give up the fight like we did against Spurs. You know, you know sorry to say we, we give it the fight like we did against Spurs on Monday. Definitely a point would be amazing here. They did have a tough time getting past Brentford in their last game out, but Everton, as you know, will be a different different kettle of fish as they say in Rashford. Was on the goals again. And everyone in defence. Regardless who is that starts this game. Is going to have, to have to make sure. The heads are screwed on in the correct places. Otherwise we know what he'll do. He'll go and pick us off. Anthony is due another goal soon. Um, I don't think he's scored for United in a while. As is my favourite boy from Manchester United. Moni Hull Fernandes. So he will be wanting to get on in the action as well. I can only hope. We can get something here ahead of all the other weekend games as we will just be hovering above the danger zone. Games are running out, and with Fulham next, it'll be nice to go into that game on the back of another positive result. United still will be out, Casemiro, I understand, and Luke Shaw, I believe, may be a doubt for this game. But you know yourselves, they have decent replacements to cause us issues if we allow them to. On the Everton front, Dice has a bit of a selection headache. After the Curry saw red on Monday, I still say, damn you, Kane. Damn you, Kane, 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 Kane. So, this may be time for James Garner to get a start, and ironically, against his former side. Domi Kavarlun, <laughs> well, we all know what's happening there. Forget it. We ain't seen him till next season if we are lucky. Does he start Sims or does he go with uh, Damari Gray again? I don't know in that respect, if I'm honest. Uh, we are that short of front that it feels like every game it's just we need to concentrate on the defense and midfield to make sure both areas are strong and then with the front line it's just to see what we can fix up what we can patch up to play on the day it's just really strange how that line gets set up each week so I say let's just set ourselves up let's frustrate United in this game and you just never know at the moment United are not giving away, especially anything at home. I think, I think it's twenty three or twenty four games unbeaten at Old Trafford now, so you just never know. If we give it the right angle, maybe a surprise may come, but I'm just not going to bet any money on it. I'll take a draw all day long here in this game on Saturday. So my starting eleven, I'd say pretty much the same team that went out against Spurs, obviously with the ex- with the exception of. Uh, DeCorey I think Garner will come no actually knowing no Sean Dyche just because he's a bit more experienced I could see him putting Tom Davies in but this might be just a, a brilliant opportunity for James Garner he might be up for it he might flip the other side and make a mess of things and let the occasion go to his head um, but I think I would definitely be playing him instead of Tom Davies Tom Davies can be an option later on in the game as a scoreline 1-1 I think is best that we can hope for. I just don't see us keeping a clean sheet. So on this regard, I'm also hoping for some lovely results to go our way later in the weekend. Another away point will definitely go a long way to digging yourselves out of this hole for sure. And that's my take on the game for Saturday lunchtime. Matters, guys matters 12 30 p.m kickoff tomorrow join fellow blues in support for the match and visitor blues you're always welcome come in and join in the family atmosphere while you're there have some food the menu tell you guys the grub is delish ask any of them the committee there they've eaten a number of occasions there and they recommend anything to you on that menu so that's it for this episode guys thanks for tuning in give the podcast a like where you get your podcast from And I'll be back with a hopefully positive match reaction throughout the week. Take care. Stay tuned. Stay blue.